Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mosaic Studios podcast. This podcast is sponsored by my favorite bagel shop, where you can forcibly eject yourself out of bed and get an everything bagel with cream cheese to revive you. Be sure to support your local bagel shop right around the corner. Mosaic Studios has a special announcement coming up on December 21st, and you can stay updated by following us at mosaic underscore studios on Twitter. This is Chris, Parker, and Kareem. And today we have a story to tell you about. This topic has motivated us to dedicate an entire episode to this single idea. And that idea is team cadence. Okay, let's break this down. Try to think about a time you had to run, whether it was in gym class or in a race. And with each step you take, you can feel your feet touching the ground. And each time your feet touches the ground, it is a step. And cadence is a measure of steps taken over a period of time. So if you think about it, team cadence is really about two questions. What have you done since the last step? And how long has it been since you took the last step? Just like running, a project is like a race. Take two little steps and you may come up short. Take too many steps and you might trip yourself up. So today, we will help you take the right amount of steps toward your project goals. So today we're going to talk about team cadence. Team cadence, as mentioned before, covers a lot of things in regards to how often you guys meet, uh, what the relationship you have with your team members is, how much communication does there really need to be? Does there need to be a lot, a little? And so there's a lot that goes into that. There's no straight answer for that, but we're going to cover how we've approached it and how it's been going for us so far. Yeah. And so, you know, just a couple of things to motivate this topic is we, ha- we have a couple of ideas about like what meetings should have, like what uh, kind of the agenda and outcomes is. And so, you know, Kareem, you've been uh, involved in a lot of the meetings. So when you go into a meeting, what is kind of your intents and like, what do you kind of want to come out with? <laughs> involved? Yeah, I, I like to think that unfortunately, <laughs> not unfortunately, but due d- 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 to the position that I'm in, I'm in, I think, oh, I think I'm in every single meeting. <laughs> so I... I <laughs> I I do like to keep a pretty consistent uh, expectation for these meetings. Um, and so like you mentioned, hopefully to answer your question in a bit of a roundabout way, uh, there are a few things that I do have in my mind, even though I may not lay it out when I lead these meetings. And so that's, like you said, a clear agenda. So what what are we going to be talking about? That needs to be very clear because especially when you're a newer team, um, and this is a lot of people's first time in a professional situation like this, it's hard to keep on track, especially, especially, especially if you're working with people, you know, friends, um, people you've known for a bit, you can tangent a lot. So knowing what you're going to talk about ahead of time with the meeting is really important. And what should be decided by the end of the meeting, because otherwise, you'll talk about things, you'll discuss things that may be on your agenda, make no decision, be like, that was a good talk, and then leave. So that's the biggest part of, 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 creating a meeting is this agenda of what you're going to talk about and what needs to be decided at the end what needs to be set what are the action items for for lack of a non-buzzword 
Yeah, and there's always there always seems to be some sort of, you know, kind of paradigm that we have to operate in. You know, if we're meeting, like programmers are meeting, or if artists are meeting, mm -hmm. or uh, designers, game designers, or writers. So how do you kind of like approach that dynamic? And, and Parker, uh, as a programmer, you have to attend these meetings and kind of parse the uh, artistic uh, decisions with the programming decisions and kind of relate that to what you're going to do. I'd like to hear like both what both you guys uh, kind of approach it with. So, so I can I can give the the last high level bit and then we can get Parker's perspective of what it's like more to be in these meetings and consume them um, and how he best moves forward through them. So just to 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 follow up on that small point is when when it comes to the uh, different meetings, sorry, when it comes to the different meetings, uh, like yeah, art meetings, meetings with artists and yeah, programming meetings. And... In the end, they do boil down to the same thing, but you have to run it a little bit differently. So with the artist meeting, for example, it's the same thing, you know, have an agenda, have some goals, uh, but it's framed in, okay, let's get some concept art going. Let's do some Let's do some sketches so we can be on the same page. Like how do these how do these individuals communicate differently than the other individuals? And you have to change your communication style depending on the meeting. For programmers, it's more of a, of a scrum situation, right? Here's the board. Here's the tasks for the week. Here's the roadmap we're aiming towards. Um, so it's more of a project manager conversation. With the publisher, it's more of a business conversation. What, a, what are the... Um, you know, what does the contract say? What are the end goals here? Um, who's contributing to what part? So like, we're still talking about, we still have the same kind of agenda, what we're going to talk about, what decisions are going to be made, but the framing is different. And that's important. Like, it seems like a small thing, but if you don't frame your meeting appropriately to your audience, you're going to lose your audience members. If I use the scrum board for the publisher, if I use the scrum board for the artist, it might work, but it's not going to work in the same way. If I ask the programmers to code in front of me, <laughs> like I ask the artist to draw, it might not work the same. <clears throat> so you have to know who you're talking to and what, what way they best communicate in terms of what tasks need to be done moving forward and what things we need to cover or change or work on. Yeah, and that's uh, that's really a good motivating question to uh, Parker. Parker attends, uh, like myself, a lot of the programming meetings. So, Parker, how do you kind of parse through all of the different um, programming decisions that you have to make and kind of tie it in with all the artistic decisions and related to the design decisions and matters like that? Um, well, I think the main thing with the art is that it's always subject subject to change and they're constantly coming up with new things. So I think from a programming perspective, when you have like these big pieces like like health bars or UI, you just make sure that like the base is there and that it's able to be like switched out if needed. Right. So yeah, with I the think art that stuff, like abstraction is good. Right. So with the art stuff, I mainly just take in like the abstraction of it. Like we know there's gonna be this thing here like whether it's like a sprite or health bar or something. And then on the programming end, we just make sure that that piece is in there. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's really, it's really kind of about that abstraction and kind of applying those principles of abstraction to every layer, making sure that the uh, artists or the designers can kind of see their work and like drag and drop all these different features. Um, so just a reframe, uh, 
when we're talking about weekly meetings, you know, we're talking about uh, an every week type thing and kind of to tie it back into the main idea, you know, weekly meetings are the cadence, like each step you take is, you know, part and parcel, the part of the weekly meeting. Um, as you, as you iterate, as the project grows, as you add more people, the meetings might increase, but that's just because the amount of steps taken, uh, during the off periods during like the week, week by week decisions are increasing. And so it's always interesting to, you know, kind of bring it back, uh, to that whole principle is, uh, how do you find the right amount of meetings for a week, uh, to motivate your team, to keep everyone in kind of. Uh, working and to keep everyone motivated. I feel like weekly meetings are a big motivating factor for me because, you know, when I see work getting done, yeah, uh, it motivates me to continue working. It's a good question, honestly. <laughs> um, you know, every team is different. So early on, I don't know. I think this is important just for anyone who's getting into any new field that they've never touched before. But early on, we spoke to someone who had a lot of experience in the games industry. Thanks to Chris, he he, he went out and find some, found someone. And he gave us a lot of advice on our, a lot of these things. And we're kind of parroting some of that and, and how we found uh, success or not success in some of those. And one of them was how often to meet, how often to communicate. Um, and so I've kind of been taking a bit of his advice, but in some parts I found that they didn't apply too much to us. And that's because, and this was the big piece of advice he gave us, every team is different. So you really just need to figure it out. Um, so, you know, he may have given us the advice generally, maybe don't meet that much, but we actually found that meeting often, at least once a week for each team or project or group, each person should be meeting at least once a week with the person who's directing the project. Um, just to make sure the cadence is going and everyone's on the same page. Because even if it's not actively integrating with other parts, the person who directs the project knows where their piece of the puzzle is. And so if you're not keeping track of that, you start to lose them, right? They start to go in different directions. Um, maybe they fall off a bit. And so like Chris said, for him, the meetings are motivation. For some people, it may not be motivation. I wouldn't say I've found that so far, but that may be the case. And so you got to keep that in mind. Um, it, it may not be as important for motivation rather than just updates, but those meetings, even if they're not important for motivation, is still necessary, I think, uh, from what I found. And, and you guys can speak to whether or not you, you, you may have a bit of a disagreement on that, and that's fine. Um, but meeting with individuals. So from my perspective, I meet five or six times a week, right? Um, but hope, I think from your guys' perspective and from the artist's perspective, it's only once a week. So you don't want to drown people in meetings. The only reason I drown in meetings is because the, my job is to meet, right? Like that's, that's basically what my job actually is. Um, but it, yeah, yeah, sorry, go on, Parker. All working full-time jobs, like our time's very valuable outside of work. So the times we spend meeting could be time actually developing the project. And that's kind of different for me as a programmer because you need a lot of time to create these different um, systems and time dedicated to learning all this new stuff. And so as a programmer, I think you kind of want to, in these meetings, you kind of want to just zone in on what you need to get done for your uh, like two-week sprint. And that's kind of like your focus. Like You just need to be on track and then everyone else needs to know what you're doing. But you don't want to waste too much time meeting because you do need a lot of time. Um, 
and yeah, like time is important for us since we're all working full time jobs. So yeah, I, I, I couldn't, on the, I yeah. couldn't agree more, Parker. And I'm sure it sounded like Chris is going to say the same thing. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And I actually find it interesting that you brought it up because not only are like, like a small like footprint in meetings is really good because then you a are ensuring that you're developing the right thing and you're not wasting time developing it because a lot of times like we can kind of go on tangents not just in talking but also in programming where we're starting to say oh yeah the vision fits this feature rather than having a conversation with the people and then saying does this fit in and so having that conversation allows us to save ourselves time on things that we shouldn't be working on or things that are down the line or might get phased out. So not only are you saving like your time by meeting with other people tactically and optimally, you're saving like the whole project time and motivation because you never want to have to develop something that then just gets cut. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I... I I still think it's a uh, cream mentioned that like he has meetings very often, right? Like, like six times a week. And I think that's good for him because he's like the orchestrator. Like he needs to make sure that everyone's on the same page, but that's less important for me and you as programmers because our time's more valuable actually developing these like different systems. So I think it kind of depends on your role. Like I think the fact that cream has a lot more meetings than us is good in this case because he has to make sure that the art and the programming and the music and the story and everything's like um, on the same page, basically. So it kind of depends on your role. Like if you need more meetings within your role, I think that's fine. You just have to like figure that out. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And you basically nailed it. Um, and, and to tack off that, it's not just you're, you're right. The meetings for you guys as the programmers are you since you know what you're doing mostly and it's pretty clear, especially in an RPG um what systems need to be doing there's not too many like super complicated things that need to be super involved and so on top of that saving you guys time is a priority in those meetings so the meetings we have are i mean sometimes they're only like 15 minutes right um and that's ideal honestly because giving you guys as much time as possible is good versus in the music or the art one i'm there the whole time because i have a very specific visual or auditory vision uh for what it needs to sound like and what it needs to look like. And the artists understand that sitting in a call is going to save them time. They don't, there's no programming, like there's no code vision. I don't need the code to look a certain way. I just need functionality to be a certain way. Right. And so it allows the programmers, I hope a little freedom and ownership um, and it gives them more time. So that, that's, that's kind of like to tag off what Parker said, every person has different meeting expectations and requirements. And so attuning to those is very important because if you don't and you set a standard, like every meeting is going to be an hour and everyone has to be at every meeting, like that's going to waste you so much time. <laughs> like there's yeah. such a thing as over meeting. There's such a thing as under meeting and finding that balance is extremely valuable. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, just just to sort of like tie this up, you know, we, we talked about having like a clear agenda, what you're going to talk about, what decisions are going to be made, clear outcomes and documentation, um, you know, deciding, going into the meeting with a decision, going into the meeting with like checking the vision, checking whether it aligns with your work. Um, I'm interested to see, you know, from both, you know, Kareem and Parker's side, Parker as an attendant and Kareem as a scheduler, you know, how do you optimize the participants, you know? How, how do you kind of get everyone to actively contribute in the meeting so that they're not just, uh, you know, 
seeing all like listening and not contributing yeah so i think um cream you can like uh hop in if i'm like wrong here but it's kind of like a scoping thing right like if if cream needs a meeting and it's just designing like a new character right well that's not going to involve like me or you at all like that's like a that's mainly an art thing but if he has a meeting and he decides that like the scope of this meeting is designing a sprite for the character that's actually going to be in the game well that might actually need the programmer's input because they're going to have to know like the sizing and like how it's going to be imported like what what they need for it to work and so i think um it kind of just depends on the scope of the meeting and what needs to get accomplished and then based on that is when you bring the different people in who are working on the different parts like for whatever that's relevant for Oh, yeah, I'd say you basically nailed it, Parker. Um, yep. That 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 is the idea, right? It, it, at first, I wanted everyone to be in every meeting. <laughs> so let's talk about our failures here a little bit. Um, <laughs> originally, everyone was basically not expected, but asked like, hey, you should show up to each meeting so you know what's going on. But we found that a lot of times people, you know, people are busy, first of all. So having as many meetings as I do um, doesn't work for everyone. Um, but uh, additionally sometimes it just didn't really apply character design um, music making uh, you know story writing these things just don't matter to each other <laughs> not not to a certain point to, to an extent it does and it's nice for them everyone to be updated and we'll talk about that a little bit communication outside of meetings but in terms of sitting down for an hour two hours for everyone to be involved in these meetings um it just doesn't make any sense like parker said it's important to know who should be involved that doesn't mean that you restrict people from coming, but it's important that if you come to these meetings and it's not really a meeting scoped for your role, uh, that you, I don't want to say contribute little because <laughs> that's not true, but you know, it's, it's a too many cooks situation, right? So although it's okay for you to contribute ideas, usually we expect if you're going to be in a meeting that isn't scoped for you, you're more hands off because you actually find that the more people you have in a meeting, the less productive it is. So yeah, that takes much longer to get the consensus, much, much longer. And also the people who, for example, are programmers, if I had an artist come in and they began talking about the, the functionality they wanted to see based on the conversation we were having, they don't really have the same scope or understanding. They are, they're not as involved in the programming as the programmers are. And I am same thing for the art. If a programmer comes in, talks about the art, sure, they have ideas and interests of what they're looking for, but I've had in-depth discussions with the artists about what the vision is visually, but I haven't had those same discussions with the programmers. And so not everyone would be on the same page. So that's why it's important. Unless you have a very, very small team, we have like nine or so people working on this. If you have like three people, maybe. If you have more than that, you have to understand that not everyone can contribute to every part because then you're, you kind of muddle down and you kind of dilute your vision of the project as more people begin to enter it in and it's kind of becomes like a uh, community thing rather than here's an idea we're going to make you understand this part you understand this part let's put them together like a not be cheesy like a mosaic <laughs> oh got it nice one yeah, that was thanks. a good one <laughs> but that that's the idea and that's kind of the philosophy we've been using and it's see it's shown to be successful so far and, you know, this podcast, you'll continue to hear maybe, you know, six months down the line. We shouldn't have done it that way. You'll, you'll hear. But so far. We should never have done this. 
it was a complete mistake. We wasted years. No, but you'll see. And and for now, it's seeing success. So we're going to continue doing it until it's shown not to. And it's good to check up, you know, mentally, like, is this good? Is it working still? Are we keeping good cadence? Are we wasting time? So far, it seems like we're being very efficient with our time and everyone's working extremely hard. So these are the ways we've been doing meetings. Um, these are the philosophies we've been using to manage them. And I'd say, I don't know, Parker, Chris, I'd say so far, it's been a very productive um, once we started to establish these norms and these expectations for these meetings. Yeah, I would say the exact same thing, but I'm hoping like six months down the line, we'll like look at this and be like, oh God, like we were so wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, I hope we have like a, a lot way of better. Yeah. Like I hope we're like, oh my, why? Oh, we were so dumb. Like, I, I agree. <laughs> it's much better than there's, but yeah. There's, yeah, there's no way, there's but, no way we nailed it the first try. But, but yeah, yeah, that's I how agree. I feel right now. Like it, it is working. Like I feel like it's working and we're doing fine and we're at least making progress, which is like a huge step up from where we were six months before this. So I'm hoping that trend like continues. Yeah. And I think to, you know, to kind of go on that point, uh, something that, that we will, you know, constantly have to improve on is the meetings as we get closer to the integration part of the project where all the pieces start coming together. We have to start working all the tools that we're building for the artists, the designers, um, the dialogue writers, all of the, all of the tools start being used, coming into play. So, now we'll have to have those you know, tough conversations about integration, getting all of the parts to fit together nicely. And we're going to have to iterate on this team cadence idea. It's a constant iteration. And that's, that's kind of what the, what the name of the game is when it comes to um, all of the topics that we're going to be talking about on this podcast is this is, this is not just one-time thing like you're going to get the perfect solution. Just like everything you're working on, just like the project, you're going to have to pivot you're going to have to iterate, and then you'll start finding that certain things work, certain things don't, and moving on from there. Yeah, so just to kind of motivate the other topic, Kareem was talking about how we used to have every single person in the meeting. And it's interesting that you put it like that because it's inherently inefficient. Because like, like Kareem said, it's impossible to reach a consensus opinion. But there is one way that we found that makes these meetings super useful. Um, and that's kind of a showcase type event. What we call an all hands meeting, you know, you've probably heard it. If you know, work in a corporate job, there, there are those meetings where you don't want to really pay any attention to it because it's just like people talking about things that you're not that you're not even aware of. But on a small team, an all-hands meeting can be an incredible tool for motivating people, for stimulating uh, integration conversations, um, seeing problems or uh, seeing synergies like down the road. And it can kind of allow you to uh, motivate everyone to show them that like we've taken this huge leap forward uh, in progress, in art, in design, uh, in programming. Uh, to show kind of that X and Y difference. You know, what a kind of an all hands meeting, you know, Kareem and Parker, how did you guys kind of approach it when we like, first had our all, first all hands meeting, which I believe was a couple of months ago? You know, how did you approach it? You know, what did what did you think were the intents? What do you think were the outcomes? And what did you think? What did you not expect? I think that's also a good one. That was a, um, that was a positive or negative outcome. So I think the intent was just to show that 
on all sides of the project, people are making progress. And it was just for each person to give like a short summary of what they've done for like the previous month. And I I think it was, I really like it just because it's, it's hugely motivating seeing like all the hard work that everyone puts in. And me as someone who's like totally non-artistic, like can't even like draw, like can't do anything. It's like, it's super cool to see like all the work that the artists have put and like the things they've created. And I find that motivating on my end. And I hope it's likewise for when they see like my work, like um, when I create like uh, when I created the battle sequence proof of concept, I hope like it got them excited. Like, Oh, like this is like a real game. Like I can't wait to see my art in it. And yeah, that's kind of what I took away. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting hearing it from Parker's perspective. And I actually want to hear the same thing for Chris because he did introduce the topic, but I'd love to hear something similar from you. But um, I'll just go on my little rant here and then <laughs> you can talk about it. But I, it's interesting hearing that, Parker, because from my perspective, it's really hard to tell the value of these things unless I get that feedback from from you as an individual or from the individuals themselves because it is a two hour meeting on a Saturday. <laughs> so it's clear that that the individuals tend to be drained during it. But it's good to hear that it actually is is motivating and has the value that I that I feel it has. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because f- the way you approach it, and the way I approach it are different for you. You have to, you know, get all the content you've done for the last month and talk about it in a tight enough time that you don't go over like we give like 10 to 20 minutes per 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 like section to talk about things um and that's kind of where you come from from my angle i have to talk to each individual you know uh, i don't even know how to, to 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 separate these but like the programmers the artists the music like each a different section and tell them hey uh, this is what you should present this month, right? Not not that most of them can't come up with it themselves, but sometimes I have to to to, to remind them the great work they're doing. <laughs> um, and some of some of the different groups have trouble presenting, and that's actually been an issue on my end. Um, I have to find the best way to communicate. Hey, this is how you could present your art that would be clear. And so, a good example of that is the the artists are the easiest one. I would say, and Chris and Parker, if you if you disagree, that's you know I'd I'd love to hear. One hundred percent true. <laughs> the artists are by far have the easiest time, especially now. Later, maybe the programmers will when they there's a lot more function to show functionality. But for the artists right now, it's just very easy to show their, their art's amazing. They just show it off. They're like, look at this great concept art, like, and it gets everyone motivated and it's awesome. Um, but then you have the music, for example. You know, we can't stop the meeting and start listening to two minutes, four minutes of music, right? Um, that doesn't work as well, unfortunately. And so it's harder for the person who makes the music to talk about it. Like, this is what we're feeling. He, he does a pretty good job, I'd say, um, but I could give him a little more direction. Uh, the, the, the story is another one. I was actually worried about the story because I didn't think we'd be able to share that, but people are a lot faster readers than I thought. So it's another example of like, I thought that the storytelling would be a harder one, but... Our, the person who writes our stories who just recently came on who writes the dialogue and well basically everything um she just linked the the writing and people as she described what her mentality was and what her process was they read through it very quickly um and so some of these do find on their well just on their own by just showing things some of them they have to give a little context and explanation uh programmers storyboard 
um, you know, the publisher, like there's a lot that you have to find the best way to communicate and ask everyone to find the best way to communicate. And you can't do it last minute. You can't be like, hey, tomorrow's to all hands, be ready. You have to be like, in the meeting, this is what I usually do in the meeting ahead of time. I say, what are you going to present? What do you have? Do you need any help? Um, like, do you know what you're going to show? Um, because a lot of times people aren't thinking about the all hands. They're thinking about the work they've been doing, their work. And so it's good to remind them, keep everyone up to date on when that's going to be. I know that I, that was a bit of a, a bit of a uh, tangent. It was a bit rambly, but I hope the general idea of the importance of the all hands and the importance of managing it correctly, making sure everyone has something to say um, in that two hour time period is very valuable because it's, an, it's very important. And you can tell me from your perspective, but it's very important for the programmers to understand that there is music being made. There's a process for it. There's um, writing being done. There's a process for it. The publisher's working. There's, this is what he's doing. Like, if you if they don't see the value in it, it starts to harp, hurt the motivation. It starts to make it harder for them to see the full project, and that's the real value. Is they need to they need to see the same vision that I'm seeing by being in all these meetings. The all hands is my version of saying, "Look, everyone, here's the full project." And so the all hands, and then we can talk tack on this later. But I think we should talk about the other ways we communicate, being like in a chat and things like that. But uh, the all hands is the, the core way we do that right now. Yeah, and there's just and there's really like I called it a snowball effect with the all hands. You know, you meet and you show all of the progress. Everyone's like actively engaged and they're genuinely happy to show off like all they've accomplished. And it kind of incentivizes people to, you know, produce these things, show them off and then be able to kind of have a cohesive presentation for the all hands. So like not only does it help like team cohesion and communication, it also helps people kind of learn to uh, like own their work, gives them a great sense of ownership. Um, and it's just a really good motivating factor. Like I said, it's a snowball effect. So as the snowball rolls down the hill, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Same with the project, like each all hands, we can see, you know, such exponential progress, um, whether it be from the programming, the writing, the design angle, uh, or the publishing and PR, there's there's really like huge incremental progress in, in every regard. And the only reason why I know that for certain, since I'm not in all the meetings, is because of the all hands. And that's really that's really the motivating factor of having it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool to see like the jumps we make, because I remember the first one, it was like we had some sketches, like of some characters. Uh, and on the programming end, we had like, health bar we're like oh my god like the health bar works and then uh in the second all hands we had like the artists had like full fleshed out like animations and like um they pretty much laid out like the how a battle would look and then on the programming end we had like different attacks we had like um different like states and like there was just a huge jump from the first one to the second one and i thought that was really cool too yeah, it really, you know, it really kind of motivates every every different part of the team. It kind of shows people that, you know, their piece fits into this whole their 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 piece fits into the whole the whole art piece, which is the mosaic. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry about that one. No, they're never going to hear the end of those. We're going to keep doing yeah. it for, forever. Yeah, <laughs> it's just good. It's it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. And, you know, having everyone actively listening, contributing, you know, having a discussion is genuinely fun, especially when, you know, 
you work really hard, you know, those days when you get off work and it's, you know, you're tired, but you're still doing, you know, one hour or something like that. You're just doing one feature, one drawing, you know, one bar of music. It really, it really just motivates you to see that everyone has the same motivation, has the same expectation and has, wants to get out of the project what you want to get out of the project. And the all hands is a great way to show that in the right way. Mm-hmm. Well said. And I, I don't yeah. know if you want to discuss this or if we're, we're running up on time here, but I think just to tack on all hands is the core way we communicate, but the secondary way we communicate is through our discord. Um, you could use whatever for this, but we, we use discord and that's having just one chat. It's not even a, a server. We're actually nested in our publisher server for this chat because we have our own studio uh, Discord, but this chat is specific because it has the contractors, it has the publisher, it has the team. And every time I meet with someone, when they show me an update or every time they post in something else or they message me an update, I tell them, thanks, this is amazing. Put it in the chat. <laughs> I Because even the all hands is a month apart. And so these individual little pieces, and the point is the very clear point, this is a big piece of advice we got uh, when we talked to that person who was in the industry. Um, is to even if it's not finished, even if it's a sketch, even if it's a janky <laughs> piece of code, even if it's, um, you know, half of a song, um, it's important to share it. It's important to be like, hey, I know it's the middle of the month, but you have you guys and you can tell me you guys have seen content from the first just constantly flowing in. Like you see music flow in, you see art flow in, you see program programming gifts uh, flow in, you see uh, story uh, documents flow in. And so Every week you get you get an update too. even if you're not in the meetings, you can be as involved and read all this stuff. All the content is always available for you. We're not hiding it until it's perfect. All the update content I ask is pushed in there. And so that's the secondary piece is like just to keep you going through the month um, before the all hands, you still know what everyone's doing, at least at a high level. Yep. And I think that there's a there's a good quote, uh, you know, perfect is the enemy of great. It doesn't have to be perfect until it doesn't it doesn't have to be perfect until it's great and once it's great that's when you can make it perfect and that's really that's really what we strive for and to kind of you know tie everything together you know what kareem said um is a perfect format for another episode and we're definitely going to get into you know how we communicate uh communication is the huge thing because we're all remote you know we do not live in the same place we're spread out over 14 hours, I think, worth of time zones. So that's uh, cheating just because we have an artist yeah. that's in <laughs> Australia. <laughs> yeah, just but because we have an artist in Australia. But, but it is it, it is across the US plus Australia. So yeah, it's yep. it's a lot. Yeah. So, you know, to kind of tie all this together, you know, we talked about uh, you know weekly meetings, we talked about monthly all hands meetings, you know, these are the two communication strategies, uh, where everyone meets together that we've kind of uh, iterated on like throughout our whole thing, as Kareem said, uh, we used to all meet for every meeting, try to get to consensus. It never worked. So it was a very difficult process through and through, um, as we iterated, we saw that, you know, compartmentalizing meetings, uh, in and putting the right individuals in the right space allows us to get so much more information. And with the all hands meetings, we saw that real snowball effect. Um, you know, we saw people getting motivated, uh, people being able to learn how to accurately portray and present their work 
from writers all the way to programmers, game designers, and storyboarders, dialogue writers. You know, we really got to see that whole transition period. And so, you know, as a whole, these communication strategies and team cadence is extremely important because if you work in a silo, you will not be able to produce work that, you know, adheres to the vision. If you're not talking to people constantly, you could veer off and you could do work that's, you know, wasteful or not useful. And it, you just might lose motivation after a certain point. I mean, you can only program by yourself or write art or design without seeing the bigger picture for so long. And so these meetings kind of allow us to bring all of that into focus. And it's not, and I agree, the motivation is a, a really, really big one. But even if you, each piece is keeping motivated, the coherency of the project will, I, I believe, fall apart. People will begin to tangent and they will begin to move off on their own paths. And the problem with that is the art won't work with the game. The thing, the hardest thing about games is, and personally, I do genuinely believe this. I believe games are one of the hardest entertainment mediums to make because they encompass most other entertainment mediums. Everyone has their own piece of the puzzle. And if they don't fit together, the game is going to feel like a mess. If the art doesn't feel like it fits with the gameplay, if the gameplay doesn't feel like it fits with the music, oh, why is this music suddenly jazz? I thought it was supposed to be electric, right? Um, or or the art is like really dark, but the tone of the dialogue is really light. And so if you don't have these meetings and no one's reminding them, hey, keep it the same, keep it coherent. If you don't see the all hands and see the art, see the programming and remember what everyone else is doing, you're not going to have this like unified path. So even if you are motivated, you're going to start making things. And then one day you'll realize that you're not making the same game anymore. And that's that's where you get those games where you're like, this feels a little weird. Like it feels weird that this game has this art and this dialogue and this gameplay. It's just not doing it for me. And so that's the main thing we're trying to avoid um, in addition to, to a motivation issue. Yeah, and you know, just, just to tie this all together, we talked about cadence as the amount of steps over a period of time. And Kareem put it perfectly. Consistency, the consistency of the cadence, you know, makes for a very smooth stride. And that's true at runners too. The best runners have consistent strides, consistent cadence. Their feet are always, you know, smoothly touching the ground. It looks, they make it look easy. And so with this team cadence, you can kind of automate the process, ensure consistency and deliver really good results, regardless of, you know, whatever project you're on. And, you know, Parker, if you, ha you have any closing thoughts, um, you can talk, you can touch on them right now. Um, yeah, I think you guys kind of nailed it. And I also think another important thing, I don't know if you've touched on it, but yeah, well, you kind of did, but like just consistency. So not to make changes too drastic. Like if you think there's a better way of doing something, you should roll it out slowly. Like, okay, let's have like, let's start having this meeting this time, whether than just like creating a whole new schedule, right? Like just maybe change one thing and then do it slowly. So I think consistency is important. Because it, it helps people um, like build a habit of like attending this certain meeting at a certain time. And it, it's sort of like the cadence that you're talking about, like just having like uh, the same stride and and stuff. So, yeah, but I think you guys nailed it. So I really don't have much as far as closing thoughts. No, no that was a that was a good that was a good way to wrap it up. I fully agree. You basically put a button yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, uh, this is Chris. Parker. And Kareem. And we're uh, signing off. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Mosaic Studios podcast. Please reach out with any feedback you have to at Mosaic underscore studios on Twitter. We read and appreciate all the feedback from our listeners.